This is Verse Curious, the podcast of New Poetry Reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is Triptychs by Sandra Simons, published by Wave Books in September 2022. It's indisputable. The last two and a half years of pandemic have pummeled our senses, rewritten our basic notions of living and working, thrown our national self-conception into chaos. If COVID brain has not drastically shortened our attention spans, the desperate incremental affirmations of social media and compulsive refreshes of news feeds in hope of any positive developments have changed our relationships with learning and thinking. It has not all been negative, of course. Many of us have become passable gardeners and adventurous bakers. We've kept our hands busy to fill the social void. Along comes Sandra Simons's Triptychs, a compendium of tripartite poems of ragged, varying length. Or think of them as triangles, the wonky edges and angles delightfully irregular. I came to this collection imagining any number of trilogies, sets of paintings, variations on a theme. The collection's epigraph is from Francis Bacon. How are you going to trap reality? How are you going to trap appearance without making an illustration of it? We may therefore be predisposed to consider these triptychs analogs of the visual, but this is not, I think, exactly what Simons has in mind. These poems are games. The columns purport to address separate moments or disparate surfaces, as in a hall of funhouse mirrors. Occasionally, by sleight of hand, a word or phrase ducks out of one column and reappears in another. But this seems to happen without the speaker's bidding, as the language itself is playing the deuce. The poem... I Gave Birth in Another Era, serves as an excellent primer. The first column outlines the scorched gray-black polyphony of what happens when we lose the terminology to determine how bad things really are. When words like emergency, quarantine, and mortality acquire new dimension and severity in our lives, our faculties struggle to catch up with these denotations. The column ends with the speaker observing a dwarf orange tree fruiting sour fruit incessantly. This image from the natural world is troubled rather than reassuring. The second column winks at us from the book's organizing conceit. Suppose it is possible to be in three states of error at once, and in each place to think three things, and in each thing to feel a different version of the salted wind as you are walking along the high sea cliff. Here the natural world is restorative, but this is upended in a heartbeat, as the sour oranges from column one are reincarnated in column two as apricots that have been genetically bred to amplify the length of time their fragrance stays in the crisp air of the cadaverous supermarket. The apricots become pomegranates in column three, with all of their unavoidable mythic associations of death and rebirth. The speaker asks, how much of a garden's design is made more pleasing through negative space? Why do I write poetry? The speaker asks because I want to drown. I'm not worried for the speaker. The negative space of the garden which allows for appreciation and navigation becomes the negative capability of poetry, the limitless potentiality of language, and to drown in it is to live and breathe a denser element. Simons's triptychs tease, recast, confront, and approach obliquely a number of subjects, from motherhood to environmental destruction, travel to Jane Eyre, sex to January 6th. Politicians are transfigured as the bad lovers we cannot bring ourselves to quit. Bad job interviews crop up in a way that will be funny, frustrating, and recognizable to many. 
In two different poems, the speaker is prompted, Tell us about your work. To which the unvoiced responses are, No, 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 and, Bitch, not again. Even a reader who has not experienced this exact job interview will recognize the interviewer's lack of preparedness repurposed as aggression and will be forgiven a massive, sympathetic eye roll. It's a funny moment that breaks up the grave stakes of the collection's totality, encapsulated in the collection's nearly final statement. I don't know how to love this place anymore, and everything I write seems to be a goodbye to the little things I believed were what made the place bearable. The speaker's grief is pervasive, but as it makes clear in the poem entitled Now That You're Dead I'm Observing Great Bodies of Water, there is no antidote for plush bereavement. No way past grief but through. Grief is part of the bargain, and we are apprenticed to death and life from the beginning. In the pandemic baking poem, With Joy, With No Joy, this sobering proximity is symbolized by the fate of the remaining yolks left over from the process of baking macarons. The amniotic exists beside the underworld, as the whites would beside their superfluous yolks and adjacent mixing bowls. The speaker of these poems is fallible, candid, seduced by shiny objects and ideas. And the only cloud in the sky to impress me with a demoniacal grandeur, a catalog of appealing materials gives way to a rich sonic tapestry outstripping sense, as, gently letting the tenths arrive she died in winter, skidded the secret mimicry of ice symmetries coinciding with liars, rioters, your hideaway awash, I awaited, an addict encircled and read. In the poem Makeup Ointment Pollen, the speaker, a shopper at checkout, inserts their credit card into the slot and makes sure the machine feels the erotic gold chip. The seductions of consumerism are likened elsewhere in the poem to the possessive passion of the Egyptian pharaohs who notably attempted to take their worldly trappings with them into the afterlife. Simons's triptychs succeed at sizable formal risk. After a certain point, one no longer feels the weight of the delay inherent in reading the columns successively and also endeavoring to consider them simultaneously. However, Simons adds an additional twist in a few poems with extended nested parentheticals. Here we must endeavor to read at once consecutively, simultaneously, and from the middle outwards in both directions. The conceptual intention might be something like an archery target outside of time. But these few poems miss their mark when their forms so conspicuously counteract our experience of their content. On the whole, though, Simons's experiments work and will add to our sense of what possibilities might be wrested from the stanza form. Why do we need this poetry now? Simons's triptychs captures the malaise, anxiety, and infinitely delayed gratification of the COVID years. It validates the fragmented nature of these years, and the columns fracture the pandemic and open up possibilities between, alongside, and among our experiences, which have been otherwise circumscribed by travel bans, stasis, and lost opportunities. In the poem, New Year's Requiem, for instance, the litany of COVID screening questions is infiltrated by new possibilities. Great Blue Heron, mid-flight over the COVID testing car line. Do your eyes water? How long between metaphors? 
Do you feel the violet slipstream? The poems flirt with doom, but also suggest that this doom is not a foregone conclusion. That's it for this episode of First Curious. Much gratitude to Deborah Sedell for our theme music, with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the First Curious Red Circle homepage, with my thanks in advance. See you next time. Thank you.